Hello, hello, and uh, welcome, and we thank you for joining us tonight uh, for this uh, special podcast with our guest, as usual, Laurie Shabako. Yeah, how are you, Laurie? How's it going? It's going good. Thank you. It's good to be back. Yeah, it's good to be back. And I know, um, you know, our dear listeners here have missed us and we have missed them. And uh, we want to assure them that today we will provide a value for the moments that will be listening to this podcast and uh, hopefully they will get something out of it. Absolutely. So, Maury, I know when we spoke last, you know, you you were not feeling that great and I am glad to hear that you're feeling great and uh, feeling good uh, uh, today. Yes, yes. And excited to be back with you and back with our listeners. So it's, um, I'm excited. That's awesome. And, you know, today we, we, you know, I know we had spoken offline um, and uh, I indicated that we'll be talking about a, a very hot topic. And the topic is on culture and how that affects, uh, you know, work or work and uh, relationships, um, work of fulfillment, employee morale, um, and so many other things that, uh, you know, culture influences in terms of how companies work and how much they achieve in terms of profitability uh, and engagement. So I really am really excited to share, uh, you know, to pick your brain a little bit on all these uh, culture uh, issues. Yes, um, culture is so uh, important um, and it's, it's a very important place uh, in organizations everywhere to start when you uh, start looking uh, at employee engagement and um, you know like what what's going wrong and what can we do better um, bad or negative company culture um, you know looking at things to do and you know negativity is reflected in, in every aspect um, and can really be very detrimental to your organization's culture you know it's it's a part of you know the values the visions the language you know the norms your your systems um the belief even habits of your employees and you know it's so and that starts to affect like your human interactions right so a strong culture you know reflects you know the formal and rational environment that you know even a single employee um can make and you know like we always say everything rises and falls on leadership so it's it is dependent upon leadership to say what are we going to do to transform our culture you know to create a positive and to have a positive culture you know in our organization so um a weak culture can be so flexible that you know any in the, any individual employee can easily fit it into their own style of work, and it can cause a mismatch or a friction, right? Yeah, yeah. So you you need to um you you need to have a process to change a negative work culture, you know, into a positive work culture. So you know it starts with inquiring with positive questions you know don't don't ask someone why didn't you do this or why did you do this you know inquire positively you know into what made you do something you know and 
and kind of guide people that way. Um, Take the word ego out of things, improve communication. You know, that that's something when we started our podcast that we were focused, we, we had a huge focus on communicating and connecting, right? That is so, that's so very important. Um, more important than I think people will ever realize. And that was why we really started on that piece. Um, so in identifying the root of uh, the negative environment and culture. Yeah, I, I want to ask you this, this question here that I'm, I've been observing and uh, speaking with different people. The question of culture, when you're interviewing uh, new employees, uh, are the interviewers or the employers really looking to much or really looking to explain how things work or uh, do culture questions come in play during the interview processes? And can the employers or the interviewers do a better job in terms of uh, laying it bare and saying, this is our culture, uh, before they even communicate their vision uh, to the prospective employees? You know, I think some do and some do not. Um, I, I think that um, they should. Um, I know that over the last several months, I've had several people reach out to me and say, you know, um, can you help me? I'm going for an interview on a job, you know, can, you know, can you help me prepare? And I'm like, sure. And I I tell them, make sure you ask questions. You know, if someone asks you, if you have any questions, don't, don't say no, you need to ask something. And I tell them to make sure they take a notepad and I'm like, it, it's okay to, to take, you know, a, a tablet in and have some notes jotted down, you know, it doesn't make you look like you, you don't know what you want to ask. It actually makes you look better prepared and make sure if you ask anything at all, you ask them about the culture there. Yeah. You know, I, I, I like the way you say it. And I want to ask you this, uh, you, as you help them prepare, and I'm probably sure you tell them this, where you work currently, what are two things that you can speak about that make your work culture good or otherwise? You know. Um, I will say this. Um, one of the things that I would like to, to say, you know, m- my manager, um, he, he is definitely very supportive of his staff. Um, he listens Mm -hmm. um you know i have to be very careful because i don't know who's listening to this (laughs) Um, (laughs) i don't want to get my walking papers tomorrow Um, i mean i live in a small community okay okay Um, Okay. but um i I don't live in a big city like you do john (laughs) (laughs) so the odds are not even here. Oh, um, well. <laughs> so anyway, I mean, it's like anybody I work with to drive by my house. It's kind of like that. Okay. So anyway. They all know anyway. You yeah, exactly. Um, so, um, you know, so I will say that about him. And, and I'm not saying that to get brownie points, you know. Um, I mean, it's, it's true. He, he's a nice guy. Like when I went in an interview with him, I talked to him for two hours. I mean, he, he is a nice guy. And he, he, do, he does... 
I can honestly say that he is, he truly does try to, he, he is for his, he's for his people. There's no doubt about it. Um, now with this being said, I, I think maybe he might be a little bit too much for us. I mean, um, but, and I get that. I mean, like, I get that. I, I'm probably more like him <laughs> in the sense that, you know, because you, it's hard because you appreciate what people do. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's a hard job. I mean, it's, it's not an easy job all the time. And, and I get that. So, and it's like, you know, it's, it's a very, a mid-level manager is a very difficult position to be in because you're getting it from your staff. You're getting it from the people above you. You know, that's a, that's a difficult position to be in. I like the way you say about, you know, are they going to love me? But do you think sometimes <clears throat> there are cultures that are so rigid and more people try to fit in um, and go with the flow and, you know, versus being real and being authentic and being who they are? Like this, I mean, call them the, the, the rule-based cultures, the uh, the cultures that you're not allowed to be who you are. Well, I mean, and I, I think, you know, this probably was a perception of me in the past. You mean like him not being able to be who he is because he's a really nice person? No, I just mean, uh, but, you know, in, in, in some places, not necessarily your workplace, but... Um, you, those type of cultures, especially when uh, you have people who come to you <clears throat> and they see, you know, I'm struggling, you know, at work, I'm getting a little stressed out, and um, you know, there's so many things unspoken and spoken that make our culture pretty bad. And um... see, now I think that I think that varies on individual personalities. Okay. However, I think that if if I'm very real with you, um, because unfortunately nurses can be a very tough population i think that someone should be able to come to me and say can you help me i'm struggling yes i, I think it should be that way especially and from all people my god it's nurses should be able to say that to each other because what do we do we're supposed to be helping each other right yeah. so yes someone we should be able to go to anyone that we work with and say i'm getting my butt kicked right now you know i need some help blah 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 but if I'm honest and I'm going to make a lot of nurses mad that are listening to this okay, <laughs> okay. and I, I but I you know I don't care I mean I just don't because this is the way it is and I can't I cannot go to work with the mentality that I'm worried about what Joe Schmo is doing over there on his computer but I'm human and it is frustrating when you have several nurses running around working and someone's goofing off on the computer looking at whatever it, it just is so and that's a morale killer and when there are other people who are in charge who allow that to happen it's very frustrating so yes and when you know your manager is trying to get more staff and but everyone does not work the same way that everyone else does. They just don't. And that's the hard reality of it. It is. But 
should nurses be able to go to each other? Yes, we should have each other's back because some days are harder than others. Some days your patient load is harder than others. Some days, and I know because this week and last week when I have gone to work, it has been hard because I have not felt well. Mm. And I can say that my team has supported me. Thank you for them because it has been rough. So, yes, but everyone is not like that. And some people chatter, but that's, it's just individual personalities. Some people will jump in and help you, but that's in any profession. What, what makes good culture? Like real quick, if you can share two things that you think, you know, makes a good culture. Good culture. Um, when you have a group of people who have a common set of values and they work together and support one another and a, and they trust one another. Okay. I mean, that is, that is very, very important. You know, um, it, you have to have a group of people who are, are willing to help each other and trust each other, you know, and. I know, especially in the healthcare industry, you know, there, you know, there are certain people that I would trust to take care of my patients. And there are other people that maybe I didn't, um, there, and also, you know, engagement when you have, when your staff are engaged and they feel like they have ownership in what's going on and they have ownership in the organization, um, and it takes a lot to do that but when employees are engaged and they're excited about the organization and they're um and they actually enjoy coming to work mm-hmm. they will be more engaged and they'll participate in more things yeah great to, you, you share those things you know values trust and engagement obviously everybody wants their team your, the organization uh, being engaged and, and valued and so who, who should be the driver of a good culture? Is it the staff, the, the leaders? Who, who is that? So leadership should be the driver of it. Um, and and that starts with, you know, they you have to interact with um, your employees personally. And they may not believe this, but I hear this all the time. Um, you know, where some of these people, they they may see them in the very beginning and they never see them again. And now, some people don't ever want to see them again, honestly. Yeah. You know, it's like if you, you see them in your unit, you know, it's a problem. Um, but but that, that in itself is a problem. You shouldn't see your administrative team as a problem, right? Yeah. You know, you should everyone should feel the same way about them and you shouldn't see them as a problem or that the only time they come around is because there is a problem right and leadership should not want to be viewed as being a problem they should they should be engaging with you know with all units all the time and it should it not should all it should not necessarily always be associated with a negative connotation and they need to be genuine. I have I have seen many administrators who were so fake 
and if they only knew how they were viewed by other members you know in the organization be yourself just because you wear a suit you don't have to be you know just be yourself I I like that I would say leadership is visual and culture is visual sometimes because yes leaders do their shaping the culture and uh, people are following it now what is the role then of of the employees of the staff in uh, building that good culture that we just talked about you know um see barriers as a challenge work together with your colleagues to you know find those those barriers and learn and grow from them and work together you know um camaraderie is important don't talk about each other you know you don't have to be friends outside of work and you don't have to like love each other at work but you know we're, you should all be there for a common purpose and um and, and keep it positive there's nothing good that comes from a lot of negative talk absolutely true keep it positive keep it positive you know Wow. Make the most out of your work day. Yeah. And That's help each true. other. Lend a helping hand. Find somebody to help. You know what Mr. Rogers said his mama told him? Look for the helpers. Yeah, look for the helpers. That's right. I love it. I love it. My friends, you if you, if you hear what just Lori said, you know, it's 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 amazing that we can build a good culture. It's more of a unified effort, the leaders, the teams. And again, that's why we are so passionate about this because we want to help. And again, if you're not familiar with Lori, she's the founder and owner of Flourish, where she focuses her efforts on helping the healthcare industry so that people can focus on the right things. Leaders can focus on people. We just right. focus on the staff and nurses and doctors so that they can focus better on the patients to provide a top-notch care. Mhm. And why do you choose Flourish? Because Flourish cares about people. And that's all day every day. Every day. And I want you to check her out chooseflourish.com and see how she can help you. Now, Thank you so much for listening and thank you uh, Lori for being available and speaking with us tonight. Thank you. We really appreciate you. Thank you for educating us on culture, what's good culture, what is our role, the, the, the roles of the staff and employees in building a good culture. And we hope that you have gotten something out of this podcast. Until we see each other next time, have a great evening. That's right. Go to work tomorrow's press and sunshine. <laughs> 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 oh my friend, you rock. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Okay. All right, bye. Good morning, Lord. How are you? Good morning. I am great. How are you, John? Very, very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Yeah. Thank you for being available uh, this hour. I mean, it's, it's a little chilly in here in Philly. I don't know about uh, where you are right now. Um, 
Well, you know, for me, if it's under 70 degrees, it's chilly. (laughs) (laughs) I'm ready for July. You're ready for July. Yeah. I mean, uh, sounds like we share a a common uh, uh, thing right there. You know, I love it when it's uh, 70s and, uh, and it's funny because here, the way I see it, um, the year begins with cold and with cold. Yes. I mean, I want it to be cold for Christmas. Well, I don't want to be too cold for Christmas, but um, but after that, bring me some hot, sunny weather. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I know t- t- today is a, it's a, it's an awesome day because I'm sure we'll be doing some exciting stuff that uh, we'll talk about later. Um but right now, I want to welcome our dear listeners uh, because we we, we want to talk about something really cool, and uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas time because you just start, you know, just as we started talking about how cold is it, and everybody wants a white Christmas sort of. Um, so, so tell me, Laurie, um, and and before I even mention, uh, ask you the question, I want to. Uh, remind our dear listeners that uh, uh, this is Flourish with Laurie and John and Laurie is passionate about um, helping people, helping leaders uh, think outside the box um, try different methodologies to equip and empower their employees and she's passionate in developing uh, through leadership coaching uh, training and development and uh, I love it, I love it when I am connected to people who add value, who seek to add value to others so i'm so honored to have you laurie thank you and i'm definitely honored to have you um i you know one of the things that you know that we were that we've heard a lot in our training is it's good to have an accountability partner and um i know you're definitely that for me um if nothing else you know um because you you're so excited and enthusiastic and you you know you keep me even on even when I wasn't feeling well and um you know you just I love that you have that same excitement and enthusiasm that I do and it's um I always get excited when I know that you and I are going to connect and and work on something so um you're just you're a great friend and you're a great partner and it's um it's great working with you so yeah, awesome. I appreciate you. <laughs> you know what you're talking about enthusiasm. Today in the morning, I started reading the the book by Norman Vincent Piao. Um, enthusiasm makes the difference. Yeah, have you read that book? <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it and, does. I mean, um, it is. It's important to be excited about things that you're doing. You um, you pour so much of your more of yourself into it and you do a better job when you're excited about it right if you're you're not really excited you know it it reflects in your work so um it it does make a big difference and that's what we want people to experience um right and there's this quote i love from the book that says enthusiasm is a kind of faith that has been set afire yes so you and I know how that feels when you're so enthusiastic about something, you feel like you're burning inside. Yes, you can't stop thinking about it. Mm-hmm. You can't stop talking about it. Um, you know, I know sometimes people just want to say, God, would you be quiet? <laughs> because, <laughs> you know, it's like it's, it, you know, it sets your soul on fire and it consumes you. And you just, it's, it's what you want to do because you, you love it. 
you know some, something that sets my soul on fire or you know almost all the time is gratitude and and christmas season for me i i think it's a powerful moment to you know just set ourselves on fire with gratitude because we get a lot of things to be grateful for and uh, you know can you just speak from your heart you know what christmas means to you and your family and how why you, you think it's nice that we celebrate it Yes, it and it's interesting because I was doing a lot of thinking about that this morning and um I was just actually doing a little reading about, you know, um the reason for the season and things like that and um you know my entire life um you know for as long as I can remember until my grandfather passed, we always spent Christmas Eve at his house and um and my birthday is actually on christmas eve and so um yes wow. so, so um and my grandmother used to always make me a pineapple cake and um my mother uh took that over and um after she passed and um so you know i have very fond memories and my grandfather you know as you always say that he was the original clark griswold because he had these crazy tacky Christmas decorations that we all loved as kids, right? Um because he was like a big kid. So that was a very uh those were some very fond memories for all of us and we have carried on some of his traditions. Um but at the same time this morning, you know, I was very thankful for um all of those times, but you know, there there is a little bit of sadness that comes with that, you know, and I have to reel my own self back in to be very thankful for um that time that that I had and I was very blessed to have um those times and have those memories and then I think about you know um a friend of mine just lost her father this week one week before christmas and you know there are a lot of people who have lost family members uh this year and um and even more close to the holidays so um you know all of those things you know you you have to really focus on all of the things that you have to be thankful for and um yes you know remember the reason for the season but you know we should really be, have christmas every day mm-hmm. you know um that that is a day of celebration you know um to celebrate uh the birth of christ but uh we should really experience uh that celebration of christmas every day um in our hearts at least and um and and have that gratitude every day because we we do always have something to be very thankful for and you don't have to look very far to find someone who is certainly less fortunate than we are yeah. so um i am my cup runneth over you know <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I love what you said there that uh, even though we celebrate the birth of Christ that we can experience this uh, moments of gratitude every day. You know what's so special um as you mentioned about your grandfather celebrating your, your Christmas Eve and your birthday at your grandfather's house. Also comes I resonate with that because that's what we used to do every single year and uh, the way we would do it is that Uh, my grandfather would prepare uh, a sheep and a goat for a whole year he he, he would get uh, a sheep in january and a goat in january and 
he would take care of those two animals until the end of the year where we when we're having the celebration of christmas we would you know he would uh, do all the the ritual part of it and uh, he would teach us uh, teach us on leadership on faith and on relationship based on uh, the type of meat that uh, he was sharing with us uh, uh-huh. so it is fascinating that I think every family has a tradition that they have experienced or they continue to experience. Um, you know, my grandfather now passed uh, and uh, my family is trying to revive the same tradition uh, for having uh, that celebration. Mm-hmm. Not to celebrate birth of Christ, but to celebrate each other. And another key thing that I found is to forgive one another because yeah. it, sometimes there's this, there's this uh, block um, that is stopping you from becoming the person you're meant to be the the person God has blessed you to be because of this that element of oh man I have not been able to forgive one or many people that have done abcd to me so and my grandfather said you know in his own mind um you know if he had or he knew some people were had like uh you know an experience that they are not able to give forgive each other he would give each of them a, a taste of the bile juice or the bile from from the animal and because it's so you know some people say it's 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 bitter and and everybody would go looking for water so he would say you know in the real experience when you have not forgiven a person it is that bitterness that you know that makes you um upset and sad and you have to look for water now in this case the good water is the is the uh, forgiveness piece of it so right and you know and i can speak to that from my own personal experience too yeah. you know um and it's not always easy no you know and it's human nature you know we all get upset with people especially when we feel like they have um not treated us the way that they should have or they've done something and they have wronged us but um i know from personal experience and things that it has taken me a long time to be able to say that i have truly forgiven someone mm-hmm. um i may still not choose to um associate myself with them but that's different from forgiveness yes it is totally different totally different and so and i again i these are conversations that i've had um with some friends of mine over the last couple of weeks who have had trouble with forgiveness and I, i'm like you know it, it's completely necessary it's something that you have to do and you will you when you finally understand why you have to do that and all the reasons why you have to do that and not only because it's the right thing to do but because you do not understand how much better you will feel mm-hmm. and when you and when you dig into the heart of it and why you you know why it's the right thing to do um but you will feel so much better when you let that go wow that's uh, this is just powerful stuff so christmas um the way i hear you say too is because you want to you feel better if you forgive and you experience gratitude so it's also like a, a healing process if you will um it is and you know just that that family time you know and like i said you know when my my grandfather passed it was um in november so it was very close to christmas time thanksgiving and christmas and um but at the same time you know we can tell stories and think about things that that happened you know that 
and we can laugh so hard that we cry because you know it was there were some great times and some times that were very funny and um you know I there's there are certain stories that immediately pop into my mind and I could sit here and just chuckle right now thinking about them and um that they all they're the same stories that pop up in my mind all the time you know and they really do make me think of a Griswold family Christmas um so um and I don't know if you've ever if you've ever watched uh uh, the Griswold Christmas, but the the last couple that came in, the older couple, mm-hmm. the one who um sang the um who said the um pledge of allegiance instead of the prayer at the table. You remember that one? Oh yeah. yeah. The uncle who set the tree on fire. Oh. So, yeah. um, my grandfather had a twin <laughs> sister, and her name was Aunt Patty, and she was hard of hearing, and um so <laughs> I think of a like a little gag that my brother played on my grandfather's twin sister Patty and um that I will never forget that I don't think any of us will and it was just very funny and just things like that you know so when we start to get sad I I, you know we can tell those stories and it just makes us very thankful because we we had some great times so my grandpa was just a mess he was he was funny you know you know when you when you say that uh, Christmas should be every year and now you bring the family I feel like there's something that the uh, uh, biggest percentage of families are losing. The the idea of accompanying each other the whole year, not just meeting once a year during Christmas time. Because I think that even in my family, we have kind of lost that. I know my cousins are trying to get together now once every month so that they don't lose that tradition of being the one big family family. Uh, you know versus waiting you know for 12 months and then trying to gather even to remember other people's names uh and, and i think it's important if we can uh, indeed families can really um come together at least once a month versus waiting once once a year what do you think about that you know i completely agree because you know and I, again i think we are all so guilty of that because we get so caught up in this rat race of life right you know I'm guilty of saying this all the time and it's not that it's not true you know um, I can't I'm busy I used to be on the opposite end of that spectrum I just had someone say to me yesterday um, you know you take on too much you don't tell people no and I said actually I have learned to tell people no it took me a long time to be able to master that but I would, I would never tell people no. And I would just overload myself and I would get stressed because I never wanted to tell anybody no. You know, if someone asked me to do something, I, w- I felt like I had to say yes, even if I didn't have time to do it. So I have gotten better about that, you know? Um, so, because sometimes you just can't say yes, even if you want to. <laughs> more than anything so used to the word no was not in my vocabulary you know it was like if somebody said can you do this I would be like sure you know sure I can do that I would never say no I would I would help anybody even if I I didn't have time I would double book myself because I had a problem telling people that I couldn't do something for them and you know um so I've gotten better about that so Yes, people are very, very busy, but what happens is 
you look back and you're like, it's five years later, 10 years later. And you're like, I, I wish I, and then people die or <laughs> something yeah. happens. Yeah. And, and then you have regret yeah. because your kids have grown up. They didn't even meet this certain family member or, you know, they don't even know who this person is yet. I'm so guilty of this myself and I have to do better. We all have to do better because, you know, once a day is gone, it's gone. That's it. You know, you might, you might waste, and I'm not telling people to waste their money, but you might waste a hundred bucks and, and you can get that money back. Yeah. You know, but you can't get time back. No. When time is gone, it's gone. Yeah. And there's, there's no way to, there's no way to, you know, to get that back. So, we need to really be cautious about how we spend our time and 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 think and prioritize it better. You know, we will again, I will tell people yes and I will, you know, run myself ragged to do all these things, but what about my family? I think you I will do you things for people I don't even know. <laughs> yeah, I think you mentioned very important things there, Lori, you know, time and uh, you know, spending time building these solid relationships with family and, and friends. And, and um, Christmas time, I think it's one of those times that we can evaluate ourselves and say, all right, this is how, you know, I haven't met my family members for, for, for a couple, like two years or one year or 10 years. And now it's an opportunity to see how can we do better? I think that's a very good question to ask ourselves as we celebrate and as we be thankful and and, and and forgive and and heal and do all these joyous things that we do during Christmas because you know when Christ comes he comes so that we can have joy in abundance and having joy in abundance is each one of us and all of us together so that as right. we begin new years we're beginning it in high spirit in, in togetherness in in and we can make firm resolutions that will last um so uh, Laurie so what, what you, then would you recommend what are your final thoughts or final you know parting shots of on christmas and how people can celebrate this christmas intentionally um one you know and, and it's probably a, a little late on this for a lot of people because you know some people um start really early not myself um because you know I, I used to be really great about uh, doing my Christmas shopping early and doing it all year. But um, one, remember the reason for the season and don't go out and financially strap yourself to buy gifts. Yeah. That is not Christmas. Why would you stress yourself out to go and buy all these crazy presents? One, um, you know, go out and, you know, think about the person that you are getting a gift for and let it be a thoughtful gift. Yeah. You know, you, if you're buying a gift for someone, think about that person and make it personal. Um, you know, a less expensive gift that has thought and meaning behind it, people will go out and spend all this crazy money on people but the gift has the gift has no thought behind it so a less expensive gift that has thought and meaning means so much more right yeah so don't don't 
put yourself in a financial burden. That's not Christmas. Yeah. That's not Christmas. And yeah, people who love you and care about you don't want you mm-hmm. to like be paying for Christmas 2018 in 2028, right? So, <laughs> because you financed it and you're paying like stupid interest charges, interest rates on it. So don't do that. And giving someone the gift of your time is more valuable than anything you can buy. Yeah. You know, um, spend that money on a plane ticket if that's what you got to do and go see someone instead of shipping them a package, you know, UPS. Hmm. Oh, I see. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, well, I, I know that's like not always, <laughs> that's not always conducive, right? But I mean, you know, yeah. just think, think about, you know, what, think about what Christmas is and, you know, and embrace that. Yeah. Embrace that. It's not all about, let me get on Amazon and ship 70 packages all over the country and you know and are you going to make a phone call that day and say hey Merry Christmas I love you wow thank you so I mean this is that's just powerful I think that's a very um, simple strategy uh, simple and clear enough for people that they can execute today so remember it's being intentional yes and one more thing and I have really thought about this um, because my kid is driving me nuts with his Xbox hmm and I'm like, you're lucky you have an Xbox. So I've really thought about this. And I think uh, my nine-year-old son and myself, we need to go work at a soup kitchen. Yeah. So that's I good. think that that's uh, something that needs to be high on my list of priorities to do with him, especially over the next couple of weeks while he's out of school. Mm-hmm. And especially, particularly while it's cold outside and he gets to see just what it's like and you know um my my son is very smart and um he's very perceptive and i think that it would certainly make an impression on him and it would help him have a little more gratitude we spoil our children we go overboard because we want them to have things you know and um I think, uh, and we tell them things and it works for like, what, 15, 30 minutes? Yeah. And then it's like gone. And that's how children are wired. That's not necessarily their fault, but you know, their little brains, you know, it's that's just how their brains work. So it doesn't mean they're bad children. That's just how a, ch- a child's mind works, right? So they'll yeah. listen to it and you can kind of redirect them, but then it's gone, they lose that, right? Um, and they don't, a nine-year-old, a, a five, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old is not going to think like we think. So that's, they store that somewhere else. They don't, they don't hold on to that. So, but, you know, kids, when they see things like that, um, and they, it's an experience, you know. Yeah, I really, I'm with you there. And I think um, creating impactful experiences for kids is yes. Especially for the, during this Christmas, get your kids out there, soup kitchen, let them go serve, let them go see what it means to serve others. And not only you instill gratitude, you instill uh, leadership, faith, commitment, and all this great stuff, because we are people, and our job is to celebrate other people as well. And it I, is, it uh, is, it'll be helpful. I'm sure they'll appreciate our help also, so... Thank you. Thank you, Lori, for giving us all those nuggets. And thank you, our dear listeners, for listening. This has been Flourish with Lori and John. And 
It is a pleasure to be able to add value to you. And we hope that this Christmas will bring the joy, the gratitude, the healing that you need. Thank you so yes. much. Merry Christmas, everyone. Be safe in your travels. Be blessed. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. Merry Christmas. You too. Bye. Good morning, Lord. How are you? Good morning. I am great. How are you, John? Very, very nice. I'm, I'm, I'm doing well. I'm doing great. Yeah, thank you for being available uh, this hour. I mean, it's, it's a little chilly in here in Philly. I don't know about uh, where you are right now. Um, well, you know, for me, if it's under 70 degrees, it's chilly. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready yeah, for so July. You're ready for July. Yeah. I mean, uh, sounds like we share a, a common uh, uh, thing right there. You know, I love it when it's uh, 70s. And, uh, um, and and it's funny because here, the way I see it, uh, the year begins with cold and with cold. Yes. I mean, I want it to be cold for Christmas. Well, I don't want to be too cold for Christmas. But, um, but after that, bring me some hot, sunny weather. Yeah, yeah. Now, <laughs> I know t- t- today is a, it's a it's an awesome day because I'm sure we'll be doing some exciting stuff that uh, we'll talk about later. Um, but right now, I want to welcome our dear listeners uh, because we 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 want to talk about something really cool, and uh, we're going to be talking about Christmas time because you just start, you know just as we started talking about how cold is it, and everybody wants a white Christmas sort of. Um, so. So tell me, Laurie, um, and, and before I even mention, uh, ask you the question, I want to uh, remind our dear listeners that uh, uh, this is Flourish with Laurie and John, and Laurie is passionate about um, helping people, helping leaders uh, think outside the box, um, try different methodologies to equip and empower their employees, and she's passionate in developing uh, through leadership coaching uh, training and development and uh, I love it I love it when I am connected to people who add value who seek to add value to others so I'm so honored to have you Lori thank you and I'm definitely honored to have you um, I, you know one of the things that you know that we were that we've heard a lot in our training is it's good to have an accountability partner and um I know you're definitely that for me. Um, if nothing else, you know, um, because you you're so excited and enthusiastic, and you you know you keep me even on even when I wasn't feeling well, and um, you know you just I love that you have that same excitement and enthusiasm that I do, and it's um, I always get excited when I know that you and I are going to connect and and work on something. So. Um, you're just you're a great friend and you're a great partner and it's um it's great working with you so yeah, awesome. i appreciate you <laughs> you know when you talk about enthusiasm today in the morning i started reading the the book by norman uh, vincent piao um enthusiasm makes the difference yes. Have you read that book? <laughs> it's <laughs> it, it does i mean um it is it's important to be excited about things that you're doing you um 
you pour so much of your more of yourself into it and you do a better job when you're excited about it right yeah. if you're not really excited you know it, it reflects in your work so um it, it does make a big difference and that's what we want people to experience um right and there's this quote i love from the book that says enthusiasm is a kind of faith that has been set afire yes so you and i know how that feels when you're so enthusiastic about something you feel like you're burning inside yes you can't stop thinking about it mm-hmm. you can't stop talking about it um you know i know sometimes people just want to say god would you be quiet <laughs> because <laughs> you know it's like it's it you know it sets your soul on fire and it consumes you and you just it's it's what you want to do because you you love it you know some, something that sets my soul on fire or you know almost all the time is gratitude and and christmas mm-hmm. season for me I, i think it's a powerful moment to you know just set ourselves on fire with gratitude because we get a lot of things to be grateful for and uh, you know can you just speak from your heart you know what christmas means to you and your family and how why you, you think it's nice that we celebrate it Yes, it and it's interesting because I was doing a lot of thinking about that this morning and um I was just actually doing a little reading about, you know, um the reason for the season and things like that and um you know my entire life um you know for as long as I can remember until my grandfather passed, we always spent Christmas Eve at his house and um and my birthday is actually on christmas eve and so um yes wow. <laughs> so, so um and my grandmother used to always make me a pineapple cake and um my mother uh took that over and um after she passed and um so you know i have very fond memories and my grandfather you know as he always say that he was the original clark griswold because he had these crazy tacky Christmas decorations that we all loved as kids, right? Um because he was like a big kid. So that was a very uh those were some very fond memories for all of us and we have carried on some of his traditions. Um but at the same time this morning, you know, I was very thankful for um all of those times, but you know, there there is a little bit of sadness that comes with that, you know, and I have to reel my own self back in to be very thankful for um that time that that I had and I was very blessed to have um those times and have those memories and then I think about you know um a friend of mine just lost her father this week one week before christmas and you know there are a lot of people who have lost family members uh this year and um and even more close to the holidays so um you know all of those things you know you you have to really focus on all of the things that you have to be thankful for and um yes you know remember the reason for the season but you know we should really be, have christmas every day mm-hmm. wow. you know um that that is a day of celebration you know um to celebrate uh the birth of christ but um uh, we should really experience uh that celebration of christmas every day um in our hearts at least and um and and have that gratitude every day because we 
we do always have something to be very thankful for and you don't have to look very far to find someone who is certainly less fortunate than we are so um i am my cup runneth over you know Uh, I love what you said there, that uh, even though we celebrate the birth of Christ, that we can experience these uh, moments of gratitude every day. You know, what's so special, um, as you mentioned about your grandfather celebrating your, your Christmas Eve and your birthday at your grandfather's house, also comes, I resonate with that because that's what we used to do every single year. And uh, the way we would do it is that uh, my grandfather would prepare uh, a sheep and a goat for a whole year. He, he, he would get a, a sheep in January and a goat in January, and he would take care of those two animals until the end of the year where we, when we're having the celebration of Christmas, we would, you know, he would uh, do all the, the ritual part of it. And uh, he would teach us, uh, teach us on leadership, on faith, and on relationship based on uh, the type of meat that uh, he was sharing with us. Uh, uh-huh. So it is fascinating that I think every family has a tradition that they have experienced or they continue to experience. Um, you know, my mm-hmm. grandfather now passed, uh, and uh, my family is trying to revive the same tradition uh, for having uh, that celebration. Mm-hmm. Well, celebrate birth of Christ but to celebrate each other and another key thing that I found is to forgive one another because yes. that's it. sometimes there's this there's this uh, block um, that is stopping you from becoming the person you're meant to be the, the person God has blessed you to be because it is that element of oh man I've not been able to forgive one or many people that have done ABCD to me so and my grandfather said you know in his own mind um you know if he had or he knew some people were had like uh you know an experience that they are not able to give forgive each other he would give each of them a, a taste of the bile juice or the bile from from the animal and because it's so you know some people say it's 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 bitter and and everybody will go looking for water so he would say you know in the real experience when you have not forgiven a person it is that bitterness that you know that makes you um, upset and sad, and you have to look for water. Now, in this case, the good water is the is the uh, forgiveness piece of it. So, right, and you know, and I can speak to that from my own personal experience too. Yeah. You know, um, and it's not always easy. No, you know, and it's human nature. You know, we all get upset with people, especially when we feel like they have. Um, not treated us the way that they should have or they've done something and they have wronged us but um, I know from personal experience and things that it has taken me a long time to be able to say that I have truly forgiven someone Mm -hmm. Um, I may still not choose to um, associate myself with them but that's different from forgiveness yes it is totally different totally different and so and I've again I've these are conversations that I've had um with some friends of mine over the last couple of weeks who have had trouble with forgiveness and I'm like you know it's completely necessary it's something that you have to do and you will you when you finally understand why you have to do that and all the reasons why you have to do that and 
not only because it's the right thing to do, but because you do not understand how much better you will feel. Mm-hmm. And when you and when you dig into the heart of it and why you you know why it's the right thing to do, um, but you will feel so much better when you let that go. Wow, that's uh, this is just powerful stuff. So, Christmas. Um, the way I hear you say it too is because you wanna f- you feel better if you forgive and you experience gratitude. So it's also like a, a healing process, if you will. Um, it is, and you know, just that that family time, you know, and like I said, you know, when my my grandfather passed, it was um, in November, so it was very close to Christmas time, Thanksgiving and Christmas, and um, but at the same time, you know, we can tell stories and think about things that that happened you know that and we can laugh so hard that we cry because you know it was there were some great times and some times that were very funny and um you know I there's there are certain stories that immediately pop into my mind and I could sit here and just chuckle right now thinking about them and um that they all they're the same stories that pop up in my mind all the time you know and (laughs) They really do make me think of a Griswold family Christmas. Um, so, um, and I don't know if you've ever if you've ever watched uh, uh, the Griswold Christmas, but the the last couple that came in, the older couple, yeah. the one who um, sang the um, who said the um, pledge of allegiance instead of the prayer at the table. You remember that one? Oh, yeah. yeah. The uncle who set the tree on fire. um, My grandfather had a twin (laughs) sister and her name was Aunt Patty and she was hard of hearing. And um, so I think of a, like a little gag that my brother played on my grandfather's twin sister, Patty. Mm -hmm. And um, that I will never forget that. I don't think any of us will. And it was just very funny. And just things like that, you know, so when we start to get sad, I, I, you know, we can tell those stories and it just makes us very thankful because we, we had some great times. So my grandpa was just a mess. He was, he was funny, you know. You know, when so, you, when you say that uh, Christmas should be every year and now you bring the family, I, I feel like there's something that, uh, wow, biggest percentage of families are losing the, the idea of accompanying each other the whole year, not just meeting once a year during Christmas time because I think that even in my family we have kind of lost that I know my cousins are trying to get together now once every month so that they don't lose that tradition of being the one big family uh, you know versus waiting you know for 12 months and then trying to gather even to remember other people's names Uh, and I think it's important if we can uh, families can really um come together at least once a month versus waiting once once a year what do you think about that you know i completely agree because you know and again i think we are all so guilty of that because we get so caught up in this rat race of life right you know i'm guilty of saying this all the time and it's not that it's not true you know um, I can't I'm busy I used to be on the opposite end of that spectrum I just had someone say to me yesterday um, you know you take on too much you don't tell people no and I said actually I have learned to tell people no it took me a long time to be able to master that 
but I would, I would never tell people no. And I would just overload myself and I would get stressed because I never wanted to tell anybody no. You know, if someone asked me to do something, I would, I felt like I had to say yes, even if I didn't have time to do it. So I have gotten better about that, you know? Um, so because sometimes you just can't say yes, even if you want to more than anything. So used to the word no was not in my vocabulary. You know, it was like if somebody said, can you do this? I would be like, sure, you know, sure I can do that. I would never say no. Wow. I would I would help anybody. Even if I, I didn't have time, I would double book myself because I had a problem telling people that I couldn't do something for them. And, you know, um, so I've gotten better about that. So, yes, people are very, very busy. But what happens is you look back and you're like, it's five years later, 10 years later. And you're like, I, I wish I, and then people die or <laughs> something yeah. happens. Yeah. And, and then you have regret yeah. because your kids have grown up they didn't even meet this certain family member or, you know, they don't even know who this person is yet. I'm so guilty of this myself and I have to do better. We all have to do better because, you know, once the day is gone, it's gone. That's it. You know, you might, you might waste, and I'm not telling people to waste their money, but you might waste a hundred bucks and, and you can get that money back. Yeah. You know, but you can't get time back. No. When time is gone, it's gone. Yeah. And there's, there's no way to, there's no way to, you know, to get that back. So we need to really be cautious about how we spend our time and, and, and think and prioritize it better. You know, we will, again, I will tell people yes. And I will, you know, run myself ragged to do all these things. But what about my family? I think you, I you mentioned for people I don't even know. <laughs> Yeah, I think you mentioned very important things there, Laurie. You know, time and uh, you know, spending time building these solid relationships with family and and friends, and and um, Christmas time. I think it's one of those times that we can evaluate ourselves and say, okay, this is how you know. I haven't met my family members for 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 a couple like two years or one year or 10 years and now it's an opportunity to see how can we do better i think that's a very good question to ask ourselves as we celebrate and as we be thankful and and and, and forgive and and heal and do all these joyous things that we do during christmas because you know when christ comes he comes so that we can have joy in abundance and having joy in abundance is each one of us and all of us together so that as right. we begin New Year's, we're beginning it in high spirit, in, in togetherness, in in, and we can f- make firm resolutions that will last. Um, so, uh, Laurie, so what, what do you, then would you recommend? What are your final thoughts or final, you know, parting shots of on Christmas and how people can celebrate this Christmas intentionally? Um, one, you know, and, and it's probably. Uh, a little late on this for a lot of people because you know some people um, start really early not myself um, because you know I, I used to be really great about uh, doing my Christmas shopping early and doing it all year but um, one 
remember the reason for the season and don't go out and financially strap yourself to buy gifts. Yeah. That is not Christmas. Why would you stress yourself out to go and buy all these crazy presents? One, um, you know, go out and, you know, think about the person that you are getting a gift for and let it be a thoughtful gift. Yeah. You know, you, if you're buying a gift for someone, think about that person and make it personal. Um, you know, a less expensive gift that has thought and meaning behind it, people will go out and spend all this crazy money on people, but the gift has the gift has no thought behind it. So a less expensive gift that has thought and meaning means so much more, right? Yeah. So don't don't put yourself in a financial burden. That's not Christmas. Yeah. That's not Christmas. And yes, people who love you and care about you don't want you to like be paying for Christmas 2018 in 2028, right? So, <laughs> because you financed it and you're paying like stupid interest charges, interest rates on it. So don't do that. And giving someone the, the gift of your time is more valuable than anything you can buy. Yeah. You know, um, spend that money on a plane ticket if that's what you got to do and go see someone instead of shipping them a package, you know, UPS. Hmm. Overseas. Right? Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I know that's like not always, <laughs> that's not always conducive, right? But I mean, you know, just think, think about, you know, what, think about what Christmas is and, you know, and embrace that. Yeah. Embrace that. It's not all about, let me get on Amazon and ship 70 packages all over the country and you know and are you even gonna make a phone call that day and say hey merry christmas i love you wow thank you so i mean this is that's just powerful i think that's a very um simple strategy uh simple and clear enough for people that they can execute today so remember it's being intentional wow. yes and one more thing and i have really thought about this um because my kid is driving me nuts with his xbox mm. And I'm like, you're lucky you have an Xbox. So I've really thought about this. And I think uh, my nine-year-old son and myself, we need to go work at a soup kitchen. Yeah. So I think that that's uh, something that needs to be high on my list of priorities to do with him, especially over the next couple of weeks while he's out of school. Mm -hmm. And especially, particularly while it's cold outside and he gets to see just what it's like and you know um my my son is very smart and um he's very perceptive and i think that it would certainly make an impression on him and it would help him have a little more gratitude we That's spoil awesome. our children we go overboard because we want them to have things you know and um I think, uh, and we tell them things and it works for like, what, 15, 30 minutes? Yeah. And then it's like gone. And that's how children are wired. That's not necessarily their fault, but you know, their little brains, you know, it's, that's just how their brains work. So it doesn't mean they're bad children. That's just how a, ch a child's mind works, right? So they'll yeah. listen to it and you can kind of redirect them, but then it's gone. They lose that, right? 
um, and they don't, a nine-year-old, a, a five, six, seven, eight, ten-year-old's not going to think like we think, so that's, they store that somewhere else, they don't, they don't hold on to that, so, but, you know, kids, when they see things like that, um, and they, it's an experience, you know. Yeah, I really, I'm with you there, and I think, um, creating impactful experiences for our kids yes especially for the during this christmas get your kids out there soup kitchen let them go serve let them go see what it means to serve others and not only you instill gratitude you instill uh, leadership faith commitment and all this great stuff because we are people and our job is to celebrate other people as well and it, I, is, it uh, is it'll be helpful i'm sure they'll appreciate our help also so Thank you. Thank you, Lori, for giving us all those nuggets. And thank you, our dear listeners, for listening. This has been Flourish with Lori and John. And it is a pleasure to be able to add value to you. And we hope that this Christmas will bring the joy, the gratitude, the healing that you need. Thank you so much. Merry Christmas, everyone. Be safe in your travels. Be blessed. Merry Christmas. Have a good one. You too. Bye.